I mean, what we're able to deliver represents this paradigm shift in how payers, self-insured employers, and providers can partner their efforts to improve the care quality and the outcomes for their patients, members, and employees. And I think the ability to deliver AI-powered quality insights on demand at scale within clinical workflows fundamentally enhances the way AI will be used in radiology. That's Roland Diaz, Vice President of our Precision Imaging Network, or PIN, on why the whale of a deal we signed with Covera Health last February matters. It was then that our sales team changed the course of our diagnostic imaging business with the first deal spanning Diag and PIN. I'm Karen Tiano, and this is To Good Healthcare. In this podcast, I take you behind the scenes of our healthcare business and introduce you to the most fascinating people here at Nuance. We talk about the most provocative ideas and technologies that are leading to better health outcomes for patients and clinicians everywhere. Today, what happens after the ink dries on a deal like this one with Covera Health? I'm here with Jacques Gilbert, our Senior Director of Strategy for Diag, and Ryan Finch, Customer Success Manager for Diag, to hear about the deal that immediately advanced the strategy of both our Diag and PIN businesses. Stay tuned to hear just how a deal like this one opens us up to some exciting new opportunities within the broader healthcare ecosystem, including the life science and payer markets. Thank you so much for being here, Jacques and Ryan. Yeah, great bringing you, Karen. Thanks. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. You remember a few months ago, I chatted with Roland Diaz and Scott Foster, who's our VP of sales for Diag, about PIN and this opportunity with Covera. So for listeners who may not be aware, Covera is a diagnostic intelligence company. They provide analytics-based tools that help reduce medical misdiagnoses and improve the quality of care. So in addition to helping doctors provide better care, they're saving money for the payers. Covera is now our partner and they're using our PIN or Precision Imaging Network. And they're using it to help radiologists deliver even better outcomes for patients. Jacques, you were one of the key architects in the Covera deal. Tell me how our work with Covera really intersects with the strategic direction of our Diag and PIN businesses. Yeah, for the longest time, payers were always sort of a, a key target for us, but we weren't always clear on what problems can we solve for payers that, that are significant enough that could use the Diag portfolio. And we had our eyes on Covera for quite a while, because if you think about what Covera does, they focus in on radiology quality and anything to do with radiology and quality and imaging obviously gets the attention of um, of the diagnostics business. And so fortuitously, an outside counsel connected with us, uh, us at via Peter Dillock at JP Morgan, we had our first kickoffs around the early part of 2021 to discuss how we can come together. What was sort of exciting here about Covira is they did all the good work uh, looking at claims data with payers where they understood the correlation between an incorrect diagnosis, so making making a, a, a diagnosis that perhaps is not the best uh, for the patient, and connected that to you know claims data, and, and it was very clear through that sort of epiphany that you know incorrect diagnosis or an invalid diagnosis has a really poor consequential effect not only on the different care pathways for the patient, but also for payers, and so. 
where we were able to connect the dots uh, with Kavira was since they were successful in demonstrating that capability through what they had uh, today, which is a thing called the Center of Excellence program, we brainstormed this idea that said, hey, let's try and make the, the improvement of radiology quality ubiquitous across all of the providers. Actually, we called this project Ubiquity when we first kicked it off. But basically allow any provider to participate in a program sponsored by a payer where we could focus in on the key pathologies that we know payers care about that if we get the diagnosis wrong in the first place has a consequential cost and impact to the payers and at the same time it helps improve the provider's quality of reads so providers benefit from improving the quality what's the result of that the result of that is payers are paying less costs on the patients and patients themselves are now being triaged to appropriate care pathways. That is awesome. You know, that kicked us off. And since then, we've been, uh, we've been continually altering and improving the program so that we can get uh, more stakeholders, more payer stakeholders interested. I love hearing about this. Now, Ryan, you and your team are the ones who are working every day now with Covera, how excited were you when you first heard that we were signing this deal? Yeah, no, and so quick backstory on this, you know, I've, I've had the pleasure of working with the PowerShare team um, over the past five years um, in the previous role I was on that team. Um, so I'm very passionate about Power, PowerShare, which is the foundation that allows all of this to work, right? So I, I've seen that platform grow um, from a 2,500 customer install base to over 11,000 customers. So it's really expanded. And to allow us to, to go from, from just focusing on getting health systems up to exchange images back and forth, providers uh, being able to send and receive images, as well as patients, to now going into the payer world, it's, it's, it's an awesome additional market that we're getting into. Um, and again, my excitement's through the roof on some of these new and exciting ways that we're planning to, to leverage that existing PowerShare technology. It is really exciting. Jacques, why was Covera so excited about working with us and vice versa? And the reason why Covera was so excited about working with Nuance and vice versa is the conversation around how do you scale the program and can you impact you know, the large majority of my members the tick in the box for both those answers is very clear that we're one of the few, in fact, probably the only uh, only company in the country that can do something like this. The story is so great. I just love it. Ryan, since this was uncharted territory, how did you and your team approach it and support it from a deployment perspective? When you actually have to go out and start implementing this, you know, that's a challenge. I think it's important to have a strong plan in place uh, and a strong a team around you. Um, and then also us having that existing project knowledge and project deployment methods. And that's really enabled us to be our best. So uh, that that's the main factor is having a plan and being able to implement it. And then also having a strong partner in Covera to make sure that we're all aligned and, and successful. With our existing PowerScribe and PowerShare footprint, um, really no one else is better positioned to provide both reports and images to partners like Covera. So while this is uncharted territory with you know a new workflow and new requirements, thankfully we didn't have to entirely start from scratch. Um, so because of that strong diagnostic portfolio, we were able to use sort of a similar approach to what we do today with PowerShare deployments 
So we actually adopted a project plan uh, based on PowerShare. Um, the difference here, you know, we, we had to have the basic setup in place, similar to what we would do with a PowerShare deployment. Um, but then for the Covera workflow, it has some additional unique requirements. So once we once we got to that baseline of having a PowerShare deployment in place, essentially, um, we also took that next step of enabling uh, what we call query retrieve, which allows us to gain access to images from a provider's packs. And then we also had to enable an HL7 feed uh, from the provider system to obtain reports. So those extra steps to get image access as well as report access, those are two critical components which are required for the prepare workflow. I'm really glad that you brought up PowerShare. I know it's the most connected image network in the country. So from a strategic perspective, is this going to be a type of land and expand approach where we evaluate our existing PowerShare accounts and look for opportunities where PIN might be a good fit for our customers' end goals? Yeah, yeah so let, me, let, me, let me jump into that quickly and then Ryan jump in. So when we do pilots with, with payers, the first thing they ask us is, well, you know, here's the list of providers that are in our network. Is there an overlap of PowerShare users that uh, today are on the PowerShare network? And so that's the very first thing we do is we connect up the, the payers uh, network of providers to the PowerShare sites. And we, it's, it's crazy in the last, you know, four or five pilot requests that we've had, it's incredible how much synergy there is between the two, because of course we're fairly ubiquitous already within the provider network. So we can go back to a pay and say, you know, 80% of the list you gave us, we already connected up. And so it's very quick for us to now establish the connection points that Ryan speaks about to start solving some of the use cases for them. So, so from, from, a, from a strategic perspective, we use the PowerShare network to initially get the pilots and then we use that network to also explain to payers, hey, you know, if we want to scale this across the states, we'll pick maybe a few of the states where we have like 75 to 100 percent penetration, because that's where we feel fairly, you know, fairly certain that we're going to scale this fairly quickly. Right. And Ryan, did you have something to add there? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, the, the network definitely matters. So earlier I spoke about how quick of an expansion we've had with the PowerShare network itself. Um, so now we have a, a very large market share with the PowerShare product, um, in addition to the 80% market share you mentioned for PowerScribe. Um, the other factor involved in all this that's important to understand, I think this is where a lot of other vendors have a much harder uh, entry point into these health systems. Um, Nuance, again, we're, we're a trusted vendor. We have BAA or business associate agreements in place with most healthcare providers in the U.S., and that's a requirement for entry. So we talk about legal and security agreements that we have to put in place. Having that signed and, and done initially makes us that much stronger and that much easier to work with going in. And the fact that customers trust us, that's huge. That's one of the big things you know we've learned from this is uh, customers are excited to use our technology in new ways just as much as we are. I know that the first customer we signed up was Walmart. Are we seeing increasing market interest now? Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. We're, um, you know, one of the first things um, that most of the payers think about is like with any other customers, like who's using the, sol the solution today. And the one, the one good thing about, you know, starting with Walmart is 
as I've spoken to many payers, if they want to see what's going on in innovation, like what's the next big thing coming down the road, they usually look at at uh, at folks like Walmart because a lot of innovation starts there. So uh, great to have them on as as the first customer, and we've used that um, that reference a lot. But more data, you know, the program only started to kick in early part of this year. We'll be collecting the data in the next two or three months, and we can start to talk specifically about the ROI savings. And I think that's going to be very impactful. But no, there are there is there is a huge pipeline of potential uh, payers, and um, and we're super excited. I can't, I can't say too much about that because we're under NDA on a number of these. Right, but uh, but we're super excited about the pipeline we have and the interest that payers have, and of course, you know, the fact that this is such a novel approach, uh, it's new to the market, um, it's a new way of thinking about quality. Um, you know, it it, it takes quite a bit of education. So we'll get through the first two or three, and I, and we hope to get a snowball effect after that. That would be awesome. Now, let's talk a little bit more about data. Ryan, where are we today with implementation? Are there any early metrics you can share at all? Like, for instance, how many customers do we have live on the automated workflow? How many more are you teeing up? Things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as I mentioned, we did have an initial pilot phase to sort of, sort of act as a, a proof of concept. Um, since then, we've had uh, 14 customers that are now config configured on the Covera workflow, which is, which is awesome. Um, and as far as metrics go around that, um, it's been since we, we've gotten them up and running on the workflow, um, we've we've had about 1,500 studies that have been sent to Covera through this process. Um, that'll continue to ramp up, of course, as we get additional sites on. Um, and in those 1,500 studies, um, there were about 650 unique patients within that. So um, just knowing that we've had an impact on those 650 plus patients' lives and, and hopefully improve their quality of care. Um, again, that's just something that we're, we should all really be proud of. Absolutely, absolutely. Now let's talk about the recent milestone that your team achieved regarding the PIN uh, payer automated workflows. I know that automating it means that radiology practices don't have to manually send data to Covera and Covera can remove some of their manual processes. So how important is that milestone, Ryan? Yeah, it, it's huge. And we did take a phased approach with this. You know, you know, we hit on that a little bit. But when we first started working with Covera, it was very much a manual process. So we actually had um, two people who were dedicated to do that, that data retrieval where they would go in based on uh, a list that Covera provided, and we'd go and pull the relevant images and reports. Um, so again, that's labor intensive and it, it's not sustainable long-term once we start to scale. So this recent milestone was to automate that retrieval of data. Um, so again, no human intervention was required to fetch those images and reports. So today Covera provides a file to us. It hits via that API and the automated process initiates, it will go out and it will retrieve the relevant images and reports and then provide those images and reports back to Covera directly. And doing that better positions us to scale. That is awesome. So we're, we're taking the human element out of it and we're leveraging that automation capability to be more efficient and then to better, to better position us to scale um, to, the, to the full extent of, of the planned partnership. Awesome.
So Jacques, I, I would love to talk a little bit more about how a deal like this one becomes truly a new model for Nuance. How how is it affected or how will it affect how we go to market in the future? Yeah, I mean, the precision imaging network, as, as you know, is expanding not just in the payer segments, but uh, med tech and pharma and and uh, downstream to subspecialty folks like neurology and oncology and so forth. So, you know, PIN as a strategy is is obviously broader than payers, but but for us, it's it's huge because you know, now that we're we've rolled out the QCC program, we're learning more and more that payers are looking for you know insights in medical images to do a bunch of other things. So, for example, you know we, we're kicking off. We already kicked off a pilot with Optum United Healthcare to use and to, to help with prior authorization. So, you know, patients who have hip or knee surgeries, the ability for them to get access to the image, run, run AI on the image to understand the clinical necessity for that surgery, you know, is, is very helpful to the payers, super helpful to, to patients who, who often go uh, and have these procedures that are unnecessary. So, so there are just more and more use cases. We actually are working on a number of others uh, for payers. There's about five different use cases we're working on. And depending on what's super interesting for them, we focus in on, on the use case that they'd like to start with. So the QCC is just one of, of many use cases where uh, the precision imaging network is gonna have an impact for payers. That, that's a huge impact. And, and I know that what we're delivering really does represent a paradigm shift in, in how the pro providers and payers work together to improve care. What is it that we need to do next? Instead, we, will need, we need to get the Walmart project uh, ROI data completed. Um, you know, it's, it's just, you know, as you think about it, to, to, to Ryan's earlier comment, right, that um, Walmart basically told us, if you can just find one of our members where there's been a missed cancer, we call this a success. So, you know, if you think about the impact we can have, there is, there is uh, so much uh, um, workload going on in radiology today. Like the, the radiologists are, you talk about the burnout, right? Radiologists are one of those physician categories where there's massive burnout. Right? So, and they get to have to review thousands of images every single day. Um, and it's just, a, it's, just, it's just, you know, human nature, you're not going to be able to get to everything. You just, you know, people are not machines. And so there are likely things that they're going to get wrong. They may completely miss certain things. You know, all of, all of these opportunities for us to use Precision Imaging Network to find these nuggets, these, these discrepancies, and to triage the workflow appropriately to where patients need to have care is just is hugely impactful, massively impactful. So how do we want to grow this? We want to tell more of these stories. We want to build an ROI model that, that actually demonstrates our value um, and then use these as the platform to sort of broker this, this payer provider collaboration and, and, and you know, bring the quality of radiology services up to another level. Amazing and so, so very exciting. Now, this last question is for each of you. We'll start with you, Ryan. Ryan, what is the most exciting part of this collaboration between Nuance and Covera for you? Sure, and I think I actually have two answers to this. So first of all, early on with working with Covera, I, I realized that they were truly a partner, right? They weren't just paying us to do the work for them. 
they have a really strong set of, of folks on their side um, who partner with us and truly are, we're all aligned to achieve our goals. So um, anytime you get to work with a, a strategic partner like a Covera um, to build new technology uh, and then to continue to improve on that, as you mentioned, getting to that automated stage. Again, it's extremely exciting to be a part of that. Um, the, the second thing I'd say is, and probably most important to me, uh, is at the end of the day, this, this project and this initiative improves patient care. So the data we transfer and then the data that Covera ultimately analyzes and then delivers, uh, again, allows providers to be their best. So we truly are making a difference at the end of the day. And what about you, Jacques? What's the most exciting part of this collaboration from your perspective? Well, I feel like I feel like for the first time. So, so radiology, for those who have been in medical imaging for a long time, radiology has always suffered from um, its own Achilles heel on how to measure quality. So for me, I think if we if we really do pull this off and create a a tight collaboration between payers and providers, where providers can use this as a basis to differentiate their services on quality, I think we're moving healthcare like thousand percent forward and we're providing payers and providers you know a strong platform to allow payers to contribute towards quality right so that's the big issue like who, who owns quality and why but if you have a model that actually allows us to to measure quality and give payers an, an incentive and an impetus to invest in it um, it's just extremely extremely exciting so for me that's uh that's the big paradigm that I think we can we can hopefully change here in the next few years. I just want to say congratulations to you both for the work you've done on this super important collaboration. And thank you so much for being here to talk with me about it today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into our To Good Healthcare podcast. If you enjoyed it, definitely share it with your colleagues and be sure to hit the like button below the player. You can also add a comment with your thoughts to continue the discussion. And I'd love to get your ideas for future episode topics, so please add those in the comment section as well. Thank you again, and I'll catch you next time.